Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Goodyear Assurance Weather Ready. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive Simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Boom up, America. Doug Gottlieb show. Fox Sports Radio. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. Let me get there. Unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping. Free road hazard protection. Over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Welcome, welcome, welcome in. Whole crew is here. And um, ready to have a great show. I mean, what if I told you, what if I told you I could combine the WNBA, the Denver Nuggets, and the World Series all in one rant? And, and, I think I'm going to be able to pull it off. And I'm looking at Jason Stewart, and Jason's like, when I called him this morning, it was very early. Um, usually it's about three hours for the show, which we talk and we settle up what's going to happen. This is like five, six hours for the show. I may have texted him at like five this morning, West Coast time. I was so excited because I came up with something. I was watching it all unfold last night, and I was like, man, it all, it all's connect, it's all connected. So l- let's start with the NBA last night, the Denver Nuggets opened up the NBA season with a win over the LA Lakers. Stop me if you heard this before, but the Nuggets are better than the Lakers. And there was a, there was a graphic that TNT sent out that showed four players that were going to play on TNT last night. I believe the four players were Steph Curry, LeBron James, I think Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Charles Barkley actually apologized. He said this on the Nuggets flagship station. He sent me that graphic. I showed it to Ernie. And we want to apologize to the Nuggets, Joker, and the city of Denver. That's completely stupid, not having Joker on that graphic. I mean, we're here all day. And it was, it was a cool scene. That place was packed last night. They had a late night concert. Um, somebody found the chain smokers. I haven't heard from them since before COVID, right? They whipped out the chain smokers and other people. They had a concert and they did pre and post game. And it was a lot of fun. And oh yeah, by the way, Nikola Jokic is still the best player in the NBA. And Anthony Davis stopped me. If you heard this before, but disappearing act. 
in the second half. But but here's the thing. Um, Mike Malone is kind of generating this us against the world mentality. Nobody wants to put us on TV. They don't care about it. They don't talk about us. LeBron talks about retiring because it gets him attention. And here's the thing. We cannot force people to care about the Nuggets. Like, yes, the Nuggets were on TV last night, but one, it's because of Mountain Time Zone, but two, they had to put the Lakers on with them. Otherwise, nobody's going to watch. And when I say nobody, I don't mean a single solitary soul. I mean, the ratings will pale in comparison. And, and then, you know, go to previously or, or actually the same time of night where the Philadelphia Phillies were eliminated by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, that's going to be a historically low rated, lowly rated series. And I was thinking about Mike Malone and his complaints and the Nuggets complaints about you don't recognize Joker. You don't talk about Joker. Why don't we're actually the champions? We swept them. They're not even that good. Uh, they, they probably wouldn't have gotten there. The Grizzlies been healthy. The Clippers been healthy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Mike Malone's not wrong, except he's wrong as far as this is concerned. We can't force people to watch TV, to watch your team, just because you're better than other people. And, and, and if you think I'm not consistent with this, here is where the WNBA comparison comes in. This is the same conversation, the exact same one that we've had regarding the WNBA. That you, can, that you can try and tell me, okay? you can try as hard as you want to tell me that, man, we should be getting equal treatment, equal treatment, because we're, these are the best players in the world and these women are not being recognized. We should get paid at the level commensurate with the men in soccer. With the men in basketball, we should be treated the same. We should fly charters, which they're now going to do in the WNBA, even though many of these teams are losing money. And the argument I'd make then, and I've made then, is the same argument I make against baseball. Same argument, and uh, Tori Lavolo, who's the, the manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, it's the same argument I'd make against the Denver Nuggets, which is we can't make people care. We can't make people watch. Who's on TV and who's covered and who's discussed is in direct relationship to the percentage of people that care. That's honestly Sports Radio 101. You know what it is? Play the hits. Now, I violate that on some level because I don't like to spend time, a ton of time talking about LeBron, especially in the offseason. I just don't. But every metric you can find those debate shows, radio shows, the national radio shows, you're told, hey, play to the widest set of the audience. And believe it or not, people care more about LeBron than they do about Jokic. It doesn't mean that LeBron's as good as Jokic. He's not. It doesn't mean that the Lakers have as good a chance to win the NBA championship. They don't. It, it, it doesn't mean anything other than Lakers are more popular. People want to talk about him more. And that's our job. And the job of programmers at TNT, the job of programmers at Fox, the job of programmers at ESPN is to find a way to get the most people to watch. Because more people watch, the ratings are higher. The ratings are higher, you charge more for ads. You charge more for ads, you make money. You make money, everybody stays employed. It's really that simple. But we make it about all this crap it's not about. You know, that's what we do. We make it about things it's absolutely positively not about. 
It's not about TNT forgetting. They didn't forget. They put the four most popular players, the four most talked about names that were playing. Steph Curry is far more popular in the United States than Nikola Jokic. Anthony Davis is a polarizing guy. He won a national championship. He's the number one overall pick. They trade the kitchen sink and then some to get him to the Lakers. They won an NBA championship with him. I, you know, like He's not better than Jokic, but he's more discussed. Hey, LeBron's not better than him, but everybody like LeBron's an interesting topic. Jokic isn't. And, and remember, this is I'm a basketball dude. I'm a basketball nerd. Last night I'm watching, I'm texting my buddies, and they're all like, man, Jokic is still the best player in the league. And I had one guy go like, by a large margin. And I'm like, you know what? You're kind of right. He's awesome. I'm not saying he's not awesome. But our job isn't to talk about what's awesome. This is, it, it's all related. Just like the WNBA, just like who we cover in the World Series and thinks going to win the World Series and thinks brings the number in the World Series. It's the same thing with the NBA. Hell, it's, a, it's the same thing with conference realignment. Fans get caught up in like, why are you taking them? They're not any good. Dude, it's all related to who cares, who watches more, because that brings a bigger TV number. That helps TV companies make more money. TV companies make more money. Everybody stays gamefully employed. It's really, really that simple. I wish I could tell you that there's some sort of nefarious, like, we don't like Jokic because he's not from this country. Like, no, not it. Oh, you don't like the Diamondbacks. Because they're in Arizona and Arizona politically like, nope, not it. But they're a Cinderella story. That's great. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The Arizona Diamondbacks are an incredible story. Dude, they won 84 games. And then they just went in last night and beat the Philadelphia Phillies, who looked unbeatable at home twice in two nights. But you know what it won't do? Won't be pre-bullet to TV sets. There's no magic. Everyone knows when the World Series is. Everyone knows the channel that it's on. It's going to be running in prime time. Fewer people watch. Why? Because we can't make them care about things they don't care about. It's the same thing with the Nuggets. Hell, it's the same thing with the WNBA. If I'm going to tell you all summer long that all this BS that women's basketball is talking about, like, man, we should get this and that because the men get it. Like, And I say, no, you shouldn't because you're just not that popular. Not that many people watch. You don't make that much money. I could say the exact same thing about the Nuggets. And you'll get people, I saw this today, well, the Nuggets game locally got a 19, 19 share, 19% of homes, whatever it was, in, in Denver. Like, yeah, okay, show me the numbers if they don't play the Lakers. Little secret, okay? The games that the Suns and the Nuggets and the Jazz and the Kings and even the Warriors back when they sucked because the Warriors sucked for 40 years, the, the the games that rated the highest that were sold out during the last 35, 40 years, do you know who they're against? You guessed it, the LA Lakers. I'm not a Laker fan. I'm not a LeBron sycophant. I'm just going to tell you the reality is more people care. They'd rather, it's like Duke basketball, Notre Dame football. Why are they on again? Because people care. Some want to see them lose. Some want to see them win. But all of them want to see them. People have a hard time. They 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 want real they want reality tell me the truth then you tell them the truth they're like nah i don't like that that's not the truth you have some sort of bias no i don't i don't actually care i actually like watching the nuggets play more so than watching the lakers play 
right? If the, the Nuggets play the Kings, like, dude, that's fun basketball. Up and down, ball moving. Guys, you know, game in the 130s or 140s. It's awesome. But if you put that game on and you put the Lakers on against pretty much anybody, more people watch the Laker game. And it's the same thing in baseball. Right? Baseball's not celebrating today. Now, I, I, there's a discussion to be had what, what is, if this is good for the health of baseball, and I think it is. But this is an incredible Cinderella story you have in the Arizona Diamondbacks. Remarkable. And when I say nobody's going to watch, I don't mean no one, but probably historically low ratings. So very few mainstream, non-hardcore baseball fans will watch. Not because it's not a good story. Not because Corbin Carroll's not awesome. Not because Max Scherzer's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, it's because we can't make people care about teams they don't care about. It doesn't work. It doesn't happen. And if you can't understand that, then you're a denier of the basic premises of business. You know? Basic premise of business. Give the, the customer is always right. And everyone who's driving around in their car and was listening there, they're like, well, you know, no, no, no. There's some context to it. I understand. But if you run a business, it's the customer is always right. And Jalen Rose would always say, give the people what they want. It's the same thing. The customer is always right. And customers want the Lakers. Customers want the Yankees. They want the Red Sox. They want the Dodgers. Hell, they even want to see the Astros lose, but they want to see the Astros. They don't actually care about Jokic, even though he's better than all those other teams. That may hurt you, but sometimes the truth does in fact hurt. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We're in the home stretch to get tickets for horse racing's biggest moment of the year. The world's best are headed to Santa Anita for the Breeders' Cup World Championships on November 3rd and 4th. The countdown begins now. Get tickets today at breederscup.com. Um, 
A lot of interesting news in the National Football League. Who better to break it down for us than Daniel Jeremiah, NFL analyst, co-host also of Move the, the Move the Sticks podcast. You see him on the NFL Network, and you can hear him calling Charger games on our uh, sister station here in Los Angeles. Joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, I watched a lot of football in the NFL, and what I was told by people like yourself is and, and lots of analysts is that well, the difference in college and pro is guys aren't running wide open in the NFL, right? You can sometimes got to throw them open. And then I watched the Chargers play the Chiefs, especially in the first half, and <laughs> guys were wide the hell open. What? How? How is this? How is it possible that they uh, are this bad defensively? Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, that's, it's an accurate description. We said it you know, calling the game about, you know, it's hard when you're doing radio, you're trying to paint the picture. And at one point in time, I think I literally said, you know, there's nobody within 10 yards of Travis Kelsey to the left or to the right on a third down. Like Still, you got to be surprised they're going to Kelsey on a third down, right? That's a guy you don't yeah. normally think that Pat Mahomes looks for. Yeah, he had three. There were three third down conversions he had where there was nobody within 10 yards of him. Um, and so they're trying to, you know, play these kind of combo match coverages and the the you know inability to pass things off, particularly in that game at the linebacker position. Um, and once Andy Reid saw that they were struggling with that, and uh, he was relentless in going at it, and it was, you know, it was. It seems like you know you're watching. It's easy to say, you know, and I'm. I know the game is more complicated than this, but you know, we were just sitting up there saying, "Gosh, this just let Derwin James go." You know, let him let him cover Kelsey if he beats him, he beats him. Which he, you know, he. He got him for one in the second half, maybe. But, I mean, for outside of that, he, he pretty much was able to shut him down after that point in time when they let Derwin James just cover him. And that's that's kind of the point of having somebody like Derwin James is for people like Kelsey, that you can let him get up there and go toe-to-toe and, and take your shot that way. But it was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of zone, a lot of miscommunication, that kind of match coverage that they play. And they fortunately got out of it in the third quarter. Oh, okay, so help me out with Justin Herbert. He's missed some throws that... He he doesn't miss. The the best don't miss in the last two weeks, mm-hmm. especially Keenan in the end zone this week. Um, there was an, a big one was after a turnover, uh, they went for the the little rookie wide receiver out of TCU. Davis, uh, huh? Darius Davis. Yeah. Darius, yeah, Darius Davis. They had an explosive shot for him. He was wide open. He, he just he kind of held on to the ball for a second and then missed him. And then you go back to last week, he, he missed. What's what's going on with with Justin Herbert? Well, I think a lot of people have, have said, okay, maybe it's a new offense with Kellen Moore, and you can look and say Corey Lindsley's gone, and I know Slater's been playing hurt. Um, I actually think the biggest reason, Doug, and, and all, people have also mentioned his finger, you know, he has that, the broken finger on his left hand. I, I think it's the absence of Mike Williams and the trust that he had in Mike Williams. Um, I don't know that he's there yet. Uh, you know, with Quentin Johnson, he's very comfortable with Keenan Allen, which the smart teams like the Chiefs are going to try and give him a lot of attention and try and take him away as best they can. You know, Palmer had a good day, but they're missing that other weapon in Mike Williams. And until, you know, either Quentin Johnson proves himself or until Justin trusts him, it's going to make it hard. You know, it's just like you're playing with 10 guys, so to speak. So they've, they've got to figure that part out. What's the likelihood of a turnaround? I think the schedule gets a little bit more in their favor. Um, you know, this is a big stretch coming up and starting with Sunday night against the Bears. I mean, this is no, there's no, there's no getting around it. They cannot afford to lose this one. 
but they have the Bears, and I believe they're at the Jets on a Monday night the following week, which is a winnable game. You know, I know they got a great defense, but offensively they're not going to score a ton of points. So if they can win those two games, they're four and four, and they're you know they're back in the mix. I think the division, uh, as crazy as it is to say this early in the season, I mean I think that's kind of run away from them. So. Um, they've got to get to 500 first and try and get their way to, you know, fight their way to get to 10 wins, which if you look at the schedule, it's doable. Um, but this is a team that lost to the Titans, and I can't explain that one. So yeah. they've got to figure that out. Um, let, let's focus on the Chiefs for a second. I mean, they went out and got McCole Hardman because they the wide receiving core is just not nothing glamorous or explosive about it. But yet here they are, you know, the only time they lose is when they don't have two of their superstars to the Detroit Lions, and even that was a one-point loss. How are they doing this? Well, you know, look, the defense is as good as they've had. Um, And the interesting thing is I wouldn't be surprised if they did something before the deadline to even, you know, maybe try and add another edge rusher. I I don't think they're great off the edge. That's why Chris Jones is playing out there. Um, but with uh, with with Mike Dana and with Chris Jones, they got two guys that can win on the inside, which is is a real value. I think Spagnuolo does a really nice job. They played all those rookies in the secondary last year. Now they're second year players. They're they're really good. They're physical. They 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 reroute you at the line of scrimmage. So the defense is really good. One of the better ones they've had. And then. You know, Pat is going to be able to make those key third down plays. You know, it might not be as pretty as it was in the Tyree Kill years, you know, as dynamic as they were, but he's still, he's just a killer on, on third downs. He had a third and forever run, which I feel like he does every time he plays the Chargers. Um, and then they have a true number one wideout. He just happens to be a tight end. Um, so that's how they've done it. And, and, you know, look, Andy, Andy reads the head of the whole thing and he just, he knows how to navigate around games and win games. And that's what they've done. Um, I just, Mike Lombardi just went after Deshaun Watson, other people. I mean, um, Brady Quinn has said like, man, I, I, does he even want to play football when he has, he, he, he likened him to a kid who's got like a trust fund, right? Do you want to go get a job? Why should I go get a job? I got, you know, I got a bunch of million dollars in the bank being a trust fund kid. What does the league think about Deshaun Watson being a a healthy scratch? Yeah, that one was weird. I'm always always a little hesitant on the health stuff because I've been around these teams and I know sometimes what gets, you know, out to the public that there can be more to it than that. So I'm always a little bit hesitant to to jump on that and say the guy doesn't want to play and he's, you know, a healthy scratch and all that kind of stuff. But uh, he hasn't, you know, we've talked about this before. He hasn't been a great fit with what they're doing offensively there. So whether the health or the motivation, I can't speak to that with conviction, but I can tell you that it hasn't been a great scheme fit and he has not played well when he's been out on the field. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Daniel Jeremiah. He joins us. On the other hand, you have Lamar Jackson. And people are raving about how well Lamar played this past weekend against Lions, but it had been a little wonky, a little bit a little hit or miss. Um, is it is it just now clicking or was that a one-off in terms of how well he played Sunday? No, I think it's been building. You know, I think it really has. And, you know, I think when you look at the new offense, we have a new offensive coordinator, and really, to me, like the emergence of Zay Flowers, I think Zay Flowers is the best wide receiver he's played with. Um, He's going to be really, really good. They hit a home run with that pick uh, with the rookie out of Boston College. And his emergence, you know, obviously he's always had that kind of connection with Andrews. Um, but I think they're, you know, they're they're trying, they're kind of figuring out what he does really well, and they've 
you know, surrounded him with the best receiving core, you know, pass catching core that he's had. So, uh, no, I think it's, I think this has been building a little bit. The Steeler game was probably a setback a few weeks uh, prior. Uh, where he didn't look as sharp, but uh, I, I think that was not totally a fluke. I think you could kind of see some of this coming uh, with the way Lamar was playing. Did the the kid for the Chicago Bears? Speaking of the Bears taking on the Chargers Sunday yeah. Night Football, what was your eval on him in the draft? You know, he, he had you know played at the lower level, uh, but had thrown a zillion balls and put up you know, ridiculous numbers. It was, to me, I thought he was kind of like that classic practice squad quarterback who has some real ability, but the level jump, um, I thought it would take him a little bit of time. Um, And then maybe you have a solid number two. I mean, that quite honestly is where I, you know, what I thought he would be. And then he gets out there and plays, and I watched the tape uh, for this last week in his first rattle out of the box. Pretty darn good, man. He looked comfortable. Um, I, I think that we've talked over the last few years the importance of guys that have played a lot of snaps and thrown a lot of footballs, no matter what level it is. Um, those guys tend to translate well, and even though he's at a lower level, I, I think he looked like somebody who's thrown the football quite a bit, and he looked very comfortable there. Um, I just pulled up my notes, Doug, while you were talking, we were talking about this, and uh, the first game I watched was against Lockhaven. And uh, uh, he didn't play in the second half because they were up forty-eight to nothing. Um, it was like it was like I literally said, watching this tape, it's like a walk in the park. Uh, like there's just he's sitting back there, comfortable. Guys are open, and he's just hitting them like he's playing catch at the park. But he set a zillion passing records, and uh, he's somebody that did not look uncomfortable in his first NFL action, which is pretty impressive. I loved his fall. You hear his fallback plan? What it was going to be if he if he didn't make it? In, in, in- <laughs> no. What- uh, he he was going to do CrossFit and just get ripped and be a high school teacher. <laughs> nice, nice. Literally, that was his. Literally, that's his. Uh, that that was his his fallback plan. Um, yeah. Brock Purdy's got a concussion, and it looked like it was on a bush push uh, play, right where he get he get ding. Yep. So, um, I I'm one of the few remaining. I don't know if your your stock certificate still holds, but Sam Darnold is going to get his shot. And my thing is like. And, and look, if he's concussed at the end of the game, maybe that explains some of it. But look, there's there's some arm strength stuff. There's not a lot of there's not a ton of plus attributes outside of you know his brain. Mm-hmm. Could it be the Niners are going to have a better quarterback or a better chance to win big with Sam Darnold? Well, I, I would say first of all, yeah, I still have my I still have my stock there. Um, it might be hiding under my my pillow or under my bed, but uh, I'm I'm going to dust it off and frame it if he plays well this week. Um, he, uh, you know, the difference there between those guys. What, why Brock has been so great is because when you are in a lead position or in an even position in a ball game, there's no better play caller than Shanahan because everything looks the same run and pass and you can get people out of position and he will manipulate you and then Purdy was excellent with that he could identify it see it and get it there now the difference is when you're trailing in a game all that play action all the run action that they don't care defenses aren't going to give that any they're not going to honor that then it comes down to can a your wide receivers create separation and b can your quarterback fit the ball into tight windows and that's that was the question on Purdy coming out you know that's why I think not every situation is the same. You can't drop Brock Purdy in, in any other you know in any, any other spot and say he would have the exact same success. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan. He's perfect for a team that's dominant on defense that's going to play with the lead, and they can make everything look the 
the same, and he can see things and get it where it needs to go. But in terms of being down, uh, tight window throws in a comeback situation, Sam Darnold's going to be you know more equipped to do that just because he's got more tools. Okay, well let's get to the the Eagles Dolphins game. The last pick for uh, of Tua is kind of. You know, it's the perfect embodiment of those of us who have been kind of even keeled as far as Tua and who he is, right? He he reads it early. He throws it up. He doesn't have the arm strength to get there. It's not actually even open. And whether or not it's pass interference or not, ball gets easily intercepted. Um, where are you on Tua and the viability as we get into colder weather and into the postseason? Yeah, that game, that game was interesting because I saw what you're talking about on TV and then, um, you know, watching the game that way. When I went back and watched the All-22 and you kind of take it all in, I actually thought it was a good enough performance from him. You know, it was a weird game. They they were they spent a ton of the game on the Eagles' side of the field. They had penalties that set him back. He had a touchdown that got called back. He had a touchdown to Tyreek Hill that hit him right in the hands, and he kind of bobbled it, almost beat it out of his own hands as he was running into the end zone. You know, they kind of failed on a fourth and three down there. Like they, I felt like they left some meat on the bone, and I thought the majority of that was not on Tua. Um, so, I, you know, I actually came away watching the tape from that, saying, "Okay, with with this supporting cast, with this offense, I, I think they'll be. I think they're going to be fine. I, I didn't feel quite as bad once I watched the tape." DJ, I appreciate you joining us and giving us all your incredible insight. Can't wait to hear you this Sunday night. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, and by the way, Doug, this this might be our last visit because um, as of right now, the Padres managerial opening is there, and I'm, I'm going to put in my application today. So it's been great visiting with you, and I look forward to joining, joining me at the ballpark sometime next year. By the way, uh, Doug Melvin leaving for the San Francisco Giants, if that doesn't say the Padres are an abject I've seen Bob Melvin leaving for the the Giants. That doesn't that say it's a bit of a dumpster fire there in San no, Diego. Don't let don't don't let Jay Stu get in your ear on that stuff. Come on, man. Like we're just going to find somebody we're aligned with. Alignment is our work. Uh, we're going to use the word alignment. 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 Yeah, Can you believe alignment. Arizona won two in Philly? Uh, unbelievable. That was. Inc- but you know what? My takeaway, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Is in baseball the. I swear the looser team wins in these situations. And when Philly was snapping bats after striking out and Arizona's a bunch of 23-year-old kids that don't know any better, it was like the looser team always wins those games. I just I just love the Philly fans walking out, turning on their own team. You know, they were just, we're the greatest fans <laughs> and the greatest thing ever. Then they lose two games like, get rid of all of them. Get rid of all of them. Fire them all. Thanks, DJ. See you, buddy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What up with your Doug Allen Show? Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing well. What a great night in sports last night, right? We love hoops. We had two good hoops games on it. Um, Warriors Suns was closed down the stretch. And of course, the uh, Nuggets beat the Lakers. And then, of course, I, you know, I just, we'll get to baseball. I was blown away by the Diamondbacks winning two games in Philadelphia. You know? I mean, it's one of those deals where everybody's like, yeah, you were wrong. Like, yeah, I was wrong. I, most people were wrong. I mean, it seemed like a really hard place to win. And there's very little that Arizona did in the regular season to make you think they could win those games. And they did. So they get to go to World Series. It's Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. We got college football to talk about this hour. We got pro football to talk about. We got a little basketball to talk about. A lot of baseball. Speaking of baseball, we like to do this in the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. We like to do it in the middle of the show. And you're like, eh, two-hour show. It's actually a three-hour show. We have a third hour. The In the Bonus podcast. Just if you, if you Google Doug Gottlieb show podcast there it is it's a bonus hour full hour of content really really good um who's joining us uh, next hour is john paul morosi so we'll talk some baseball with john paul morosi in the pod anyway so it's the middle of the show the middle of the day the middle of the week middle of everything guess what we call it stuck in the middle with you it's time for stuck in the middle the midway i do um I do think it's interesting to call it the midway instead of the middle. We could have just call it the middle. But right? it's like, all of a sudden the middle, and then they're like, well, we call it the midway. Sorry, Jay Stu. I know you work really, really hard on coming up with that name. I just, and I haven't said anything about it, but I've often thought it. Oh, I'll adjust the imaging to uh, the midway to the made middle. into the middle. middle. <laughs> so, um,. Jay, this is really a J. Stu topic because I, I thought we still don't we still don't really have clarity on yesterday's. Do we ever get clarity on yesterday's kind of outside sports topic, which was compact spaces? Are they meant for length or width? No, the clarity was vague, but the uh, the actual FSR poll was that width is one out sixty to forty over length, but. Um, a person called the show and said that he does these compact things really? for a living. Yes, what did he say? This was late late in the day, and he said that if a space is a certain number of feet wide or or um, length, then you have to put a compact on it. So the answer to the question is both. Like, and that that goes against what the poll was. The poll was choose one or the other. What Got comes it. to mind? But no, the answer is both. Both so need both to right, meet both requisites. Wrong. Okay. Uh, midway topic is what, what's the World Series topic? <laughs> ah. 
I want to know about the World Series. I want to know what we think about the World Series matchup. And this is this is. Yeah. I mean, by the way, this is Ramos. You know what this is, right, Monsi? You know what this is. This is Jason Stewart's chance to get something off his chest that he doesn't like. Because <laughs> there's never been a topic where Jason's like, "I really like this." That's but a Prince good of point. Darkness, yeah. by all means, <laughs> you can take the lead. I mean, um, the Diamondbacks going to the World Series, that makes two straight years now that a sixth seed, which is the, the last team that made the playoffs, is advancing to the World Series. Last year's Phillies team was more star-studded, so it was a little bit more palatable. Um, the D-backs team, to your own admission, not a whole lot of people know these people, these players, and there just isn't the uh, there there it's a great Cinderella story, and I'm going to give them that. Like this, it's a cool story because they've gone so far, and they were doubted at each step. But I also think that it's really bad for the sport to have six seeds playing in your World Series. So the World Series is the most watched form of your product. You have the most eyes on your product in late October, and you want your best representation to be there. The Braves aren't there. The Dodgers aren't there. The Astros aren't there. And to me, that's not good for a sport that I love, that I played, that I want to succeed. So that's my that's what I wanted to run by you guys. Is this? Do you guys think that this is good for the sport? Do you like the format? Do you love that there's a, a Cinderella in the World Series? That's kind of where I'm going. Okay, so uh, here's uh, – I'll take the exact opposite side, and here's what I believe. Um, I understand the premise, which you get, and baseball used to be like college football, right? Where you used to just have, you say you win the pennant and then you play for the world series. This is way back in the day. But since we made things into any form of tournament format, I think this is great for the sport. It's going to be bad in the short term because baseball has really regenerated itself. Uh, kind of like a, a Deadpool limb. That's a good, that's a very good metaphor. I like that. Let me say that again so people can chuckle in their car. Baseball's regenerated itself, kind of like a Deadpool limb. And, um, you know, athleticism's come back in the sport. Ceiling bases come back in the sport. Uh, small balls come back in the sport. It's sped itself up with the pitch count, with the hit count, with the hitter count, all that, uh, hitter clock, all those, all those things. But it's going to be a really lowly rated World Series. This particular World Series, I could not possibly care any less. But I think it's good for the sport long term because it does give the sense anybody's got a chance, which makes those early wild card games, a wild card series more important. And the last two months of the season, now you have like two years in a row, you just get in, you give yourself a chance. How many more teams are going to push their chips all in around the trade deadline? Right? How many more teams are going to go for it? And I, I think that's good for the sport. More competitive at the end, compelling the last two months of the season. Uh, it'll make us pay more attention to the, the – the only downside to it is we don't care about the two teams that are playing right now. John, Monson? what do you think? Uh, well, I, I mentioned the fact that I, I personally, uh, since I love baseball, I'm enjoying the fact that um, – that both of these teams are there. Yes. Would the the greatness of Bryce Harper and Trey Turner and all the greatness that the Philadelphia had and their power and their their name recognition been better 
I don't disagree with that. But does the scrappiness and the way baseball can be played sometimes that you don't always have to be the best team, that you don't always have to hit 58 home runs in a, in a, in a week to win a series, that's p- sometimes pitching does overtake uh, good hitting uh, is is interesting to me as well. And I think the Diamondbacks, though I'm not sure if they're a Cinderella. You know, the Diamondbacks, for the most part, for the first half of the uh, season, led the National League West. You know, the Dodgers didn't go from first place from beginning to the end. The D- Diamondbacks led it, and it wasn't until the break that they kind of fell down. John, uh, John, $90 million difference in payroll. They won 84 games this year. The but they were seed. they were in the lead for a long time. John's not wrong about that. I mean, great. Like, I mean, who was in the lead of the a marathon at mile five? Well, but I'm just know? saying that they're not. They weren't like this bad, bad team that like was sucked the entire season. No, they but they were the were worst team. team in the play. The worst team okay. in the playoffs. Well, then the other team should have stepped up. <laughs> That's I actually I'm into this uh, World Series. I kind of agree with what you're saying, Jason, that like maybe there's going to be people who don't care because it doesn't have any of these big names like Bryce Harper. But then what about the people who like, like my dad, my dad doesn't care about baseball. He's going to watch this World Series. He was watching the Diamondbacks and he was asking me questions about it. I feel that it's a it's a cool story. Can I ask that, you a question? Can I ask you a question, Monty? What this if I say no? no <laughs> yes. Did you and did you know the answers to these questions? Yeah. Well, and I'm not saying because you because if somebody sat next to me and watched me watch the Diamondbacks, you're like, so what do you think about the second base? I'm like, I got no idea. I actually, I literally have no idea who these people are because I'm an anchor. I have to kind of keep up with this stuff. So yeah, I did know about the Diamondbacks. I could help my dad out with some answers more than I thought I would know. But it's because I have to anchor, so you know I got to keep up with this stuff. Okay, here's a question. Here's a real question. What are the Diamondbacks' colors? Well, it depends what they're wearing, but, I, I, but no, but like so many uniforms. Purple, really dude, yeah. what is the deal? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Seinfeld. What's the deal yeah. with the Diamondbacks' uniforms? Honestly, yeah, like I like the white ones with the blue baby blue numbers, but it's like, okay, are they red or purple? Sometimes are they purple? <laughs> are yeah. they aqua? <laughs> are they white? Are they? Black? Are they what? Is, what the hell is the color? And by the way, like the red uniforms are atrocious. Those are awful. Leave those ones in the in the equipment room. Like they're just not any good. They look like and I mean it's like they look like all star jerseys. Like let's just put a bunch of, you know, I I you guys know I lived and played in Russia, right? And in Russia, you go into different in the same house, different rooms, or you go into an office, different rooms would be tan, different colors. And they told you they were like. Honestly, people paint whatever is the cheapest paint that day. That's what they grab at the paint store. And that's what it feels like with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Like, eh. A little generic. Like, yeah, like they just, anyway, I'm, I'm like so, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just, no, you're it really bothered me, the color of the Diamondbacks. I don't know, like, what's their color? Like, you know, at, at least I know the Rangers. They can wear blue hats. Right. right? A little red outline and a white tee on the yeah. top. Like, I know those are the Rangers. Yeah. I have no idea what the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I, I agree with Jason on that. And I agree with what you just said that this just proves to teams that you can sneak in at the very end of the season and look where you can end up. I think there's names that are still people that are like, oh, Corey Seeger, you know, was a Dodger. Now here he is, World Series with the Rangers. That's cool. Evan Longoria, who's been in the league how many years? I think his first playoff game was like in, when he was 22, and now he's what, 30? Thirty-seven. Like, there's some cool stories out there, and beyond the Cinderella, I, I, I'm into it. I'm into it, and I think more people are going to be into it. You said it yourself, Doug, a couple of minutes ago. Nobody is going to. No, no, no. (laughs) When you said that, like Phillies fans, like so many people hate Phillies fans. Like, so many people are probably happy that the Phillies are out. Maybe those people are the ones tuning in. 
I, I think it's good. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, but but you, so you do think it's good for the sport? I, re- I do. I really do. Okay. How, about, how about that idea, Doug, where um, the NHL does this? I know most of us don't follow hockey, but... Reseeding. The NHL gives out a president's trophy to the best record in the in the regular season. Mm-hmm. They acknowledge that because they know that their playoffs are a crapshoot joke and whatever happens in the playoffs it's not true. doesn't doesn't represent necessarily who the best hockey it's not, team is. It's not true. The, the the greatest award in sports and celebration in sports is the Stanley Cup. Stanley dude. Cup. And that's what I'm saying. But they but they at the very least acknowledge that there was a great team over the course of, of a season. Baseball doesn't do that. We we just that, need to call the D backs the champions of the sport in two weeks, which which is just, just gonna be wrong. So tell me a place that exists. Tell me a place that this exists. It doesn't exist in what you're talking about doesn't exist in high school sports, college sports, pro sports. Like you're you're like, well, you're better than the regular season. Like nobody cares. There is there is there there you're you want to create some you're acting like this is the only sport this happens happens in every sport. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the last team in the playoffs. We talk about Tom Brady right winning a Super Bowl. They had to win three road games. Eli Manning's year when they when they beat the uh, Patriots in the Super Bowl, I believe, um, when they were sixteen and zero, they had to win three road games. They were the last team in the playoffs. They weren't a better team in the regular season. The, 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 the New England Patriots went 16-0 and in the regular season. Does anybody recognize that team as an all-time great team? No. It was the best team Tom Brady ever played on. It wasn't close. Okay? They lost the Super Bowl in a close game. Nobody recognized it. Like, this is sports. Jason, you want to change how we do sports? Well, you know they're not going to go backwards. They're not going to it's eliminate the It's not about going backwards. Like, no one does this. Like, you're, 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 like, bitter over something that we decided this is how sports have played out for a long time. By the way, this is how school plays out, right? In school, you go like, hey, well, look, I know the final was weighted and it was everything and when it was 50% of the grade, but the rest of my grade is really, really good, Mrs. Johnson. They're like, yeah, that's not how it works. So let's do this. I'm going personally going to walk around and call the winner of this series the 2023 World Series champ. I'm not going to call them baseball's champ. I'm not going to call them a world champ. I'm just going to call them this tournament champ. And then you guys can call them whatever you want. How many times has a team with the best record in the regular season won the World Series, Jason? Well, I mean... Uh, no, no, no. Answer, uh, how, many, how many times? The game existed for almost a century where only like four teams made the playoffs. Okay. So, I mean, all those Wait, years, so in, I'm sure... In our, life, of- in our lifetime, you're 50 years old, right? Like, let's do that. When we go to break, you, you can Google how many times in the last 50 years the team with the best record has won. Okay. I, th- I think you'll be stunned at the numbers. And this is taking into account that the first 25 years of your life, there was like four teams in the playoffs. 20 years of your life. I'm trying to figure out if you and I agreed, Doug. I think we did, right? Yeah, we agreed. Okay, thank you. We agreed. I, 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 just, I, I wasn't sure because you. The only disagreement is with Monsi. With Monsi saying like, okay. "Oh, I think people are into this. Like, they're not going to okay. be this." Yeah, Monsi, I'm just, I just, I, and I'm not. Like, look, there's no difference. Smoltz is an amazing analyst. But Fox does a great. It's not because we work for Fox. Fox is really good at baseball. They do a very, very good job. I like how they shoot baseball games, probably more so than anybody else. They do a lot of those close-ups. They really know how to story tell. Um, it's good. But nobody's going to watch. It's a ratings disaster. 
I, but just, isn't baseball already the sport that people watch the least in comparison yes, yes, to but, like yes, other but, sports? Yes, but Monsi, if the Red Sox or Yankees, if the Yankees play the Dodgers, that's the best outcome. Well, yeah, that's the, because of history and yeah, of course. Market size and everything. The Diamondbacks taking on the Rangers, the just because your dad's into it, like not really a um, uh, a, a true sample of what what America thinks. And well, I, my thing is, it's a bummer because like baseball is more entertaining this year than it's been because of the new rules. I like it a lot better. But and I and I've always loved postseason baseball. I'll watch. We'll all watch. But America, not gonna watch. And you can't, and I started the show saying it, like, you can't make people care about Jokic. Jokic is awesome. He's the best player in the NBA. Fun, big guy, can pass, likes horses, you know, seems like a good <laughs> dude. Horses. The whole Denver thing, but Denver's like, man, why won't you put us on TV more? Because people don't care. So what? And, so is that the answer then, Doug, that what? that's what we just have to deal with, is that people won't care, or is there something that needs to be done where... Again, I'm fine with it, but is there a way to say I would we do, can't I let would the do, Arizona I would do, teams? I would do all seven. Wilson. I would I would find a way to do all seven game series that involves that involves the, the once you get past the wild card series. I agree with Jason; they should all be seven games. Okay, and if Arizona by some chance did get through it to here, yeah. then uh, then right. we're okay with that. Then yeah, I mean, it's okay. just like we said last week, they swept the last two series, so they would have just had to win one more game. Would the pressure have been different? Maybe I don't know. I mean, they're, they're better. And then they, they just won a seven-game series on the road in Philadelphia. They accomplished it. So I'm not with Jason in terms of they're not earning it, they're not worthy of it, or whatever. You can't call them the real champions. But I do think you can make it um, more equitable if you make it a seven-game series. I agree with that. So then maybe the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Phillies, they all need to be fined for sucking when it mattered the most. Well, I, <laughs> Maybe that's what we're leading to. Because clearly it's Jason like... Jason wants everybody fired. That's, that's Jason. Jason's, <laughs> Jason's deal is if you don't win the World Series and you spend a lot of money on your team, you should be fired. Right? Is that right, Jason? Oh, that, that, that's a nuanced answer. Many layers to that answer and we're late, <laughs> so we got to break. <laughs> Suddenly the clock matters. Suddenly the clock matters. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.